0: Nobody likes being left out. The fear of missing out keeps people awake at night and sends others into counseling. So when we get to the biblical concept of election, should it be terrifying or heartwarming?
1: This is Considerate, where we're considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church
0: here in New Bromples, Texas have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word REDEMPTION and your question to 474747 and we'll consider your questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco and I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it.
1: Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Consider It. Uh, today we're going to take a question that was submitted. So let me just start right up top here with the question. It says, in the context of the parable of the wedding feast, what does Jesus mean in Matthew 22:14 when he says, "For many are called, but few are chosen. Are all believers called, but only a few chosen in the end? How do we know if we are called or chosen? It's a good one. Yeah, it's a very interesting question that right. we're taking today, and and as the intro said, it really uh, touches on this on this theme, this concept and doctrine that we call election, right? Uh, and God's elect, and and really just the same way, you know, we elect officials and we elect yeah. uh, people for office. Yeah. Uh, the idea of election is that God has chosen, God has maybe called people right. um, for salvation. That's right. That's and right.
0: I'm honestly surprised that we've just now got this question. I mean, we haven't been doing this podcast this long, yeah. but usually uh, like whenever you open the floor for hot topic questions, yeah. you know, uh, stump the pastor type panel things, you know, election just seems to happen to be one of those big ones uh, in there and, and uh, there's, yeah. there's, people want to understand it, I guess. Yeah.
1: It's It's a, it's a theme. It's an idea that really uh at first glance seems counterintuitive it seems cold it seems maybe uh unfair right that's the um, big word yeah it it's seems unfair. unfair uh but really i think as as we're hopefully going to see today is When we think of election, it's really an awesome thing. It's really a beautiful truth and a grace of God that he would save sinners. That's right. That's
0: right. And it is. It's a biblical concept. Nobody can escape it because it's a biblical word. And it's something that we see uh, really all across the pages of your Bible. And so, everybody has a theology of election, whether they realize it or not. You can't deny it and call yourself a Bible-believing Christian. It's just where the hang-ups come up is well, what does it mean? What does the Bible actually teach? And right. then uh, do we uh, submit our understanding or our desires or um, our preferences, yeah, if you our will, emotions. To, yeah, because uh, oftentimes it is seen as unfair. So, well, let's get to the question. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I love the question because it's, it's uh being asked out of a Bible reading. And so, uh, there's one verse, uh, Matthew 22, verse 14, that's referenced, but I think for uh, our listeners' sake, we should probably just read the whole parable, because that good. gives the context, Sounds right? Sounds good. Um, context is key in our Bible reading. Um, it's not good just to kind of pull out one verse mm-hmm. uh, at a time and and look at it, but to see things in their context, Right. and that gives us uh, our true understanding. Um, we run into all kinds of dangers. If we're just like cherry picking verses. So, uh, Matthew 22, I'll begin in verse 1, and uh, the parable ends then in verse 14. So, um, for our listeners, here is what it says Matthew 22. And again, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son, and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again, he sent other servants saying, tell those who are invited, see, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. Mm-hmm. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully and killed them. The king was angry and he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, "'The wedding feast is ready, but those who invited were not worthy. Go therefore to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find.' And those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there were a man who had no wedding garment. And he said, to him, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment?' He was speechless." Then the king said to the attendants, bind him a hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Hmm. This is God's word for God's people. And so that's the parable that Jesus is uh, teaching. So, um, you know, parables are, are stories, parables are illustrations uh, that uh, reveal uh, biblical truth, that reveal truth yeah. uh, to believers and conceal truth to unbelievers. Hmm. That it makes truth confusing uh, to those who um, don't have eyes to hear and, and uh, or eyes to see and ears, ears to, hear. to hear. Yeah. yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah that, that, your ears don't see things and whatever so um so here you have this idea of a wedding feast and lots of people invited and those that uh, um, they receive the invitation but reject it don't want to yeah. come mm-hmm. they, they nope too busy whatever they've got you know but they're not coming even though it's uh, um, a wedding feast and so then the master the one hosting the party sends out more servants and he goes and gathers a whole bunch and and uh, they actually come to the feast and then there's this intruder one who wasn't invited and somehow he sneaks in you know it's like that yeah. guest like the, the you wedding know, crasher that's right the wedding crasher and he just shows up and whoop he gets the boot also and so you have this this uh, illustration here and then the end um of uh, this verse 14 many are called but few are chosen. Right. So that's where it comes from. So what's Jesus trying to teach here? And yeah. what's a uh, here we have these two kind of words that uh you know I, I think they're popular ones if you've been around you know the church and Christian circles you've probably heard people use like yeah. well I'm called to do this. I've been called um and then in terms of election there's um you know this idea of being chosen by God, right? And uh, and so, really, we have two concepts here that Jesus is mm-hmm. teaching: this idea of calling and this idea of of uh, choosing that we have to really untangle that he's talking about. And so, as you look at the passage, right? Uh, this is where we uh, this is this is how we understand both of these these terms. And so,
1: yeah, and and it's it's I think it's important as we even just jump into it. Like, what is the the Analogy being made right so we have a a scene of a wedding yep. a wedding feast and people being invited but right up top it says uh you know the kingdom of heaven uh is like the wedding feast so that's there right. we, we we have the setup of what we're jumping into that
0: this wedding feast is like the kingdom of heaven that's right that's right so he's, he's talking here about Heaven. heaven right yeah it's, it's like heaven it's salvation is right, what he's talking about right. those who and will so, be saved yeah those who will be saved right and so he's uh, what Jesus is doing is kind of giving us a big picture about those who are going to go to heaven right right and that's and, it gives us a good backdrop for how to understand uh, the rest of the
1: passage and kind of break down what these uh the different the characters and just what 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 this all means right yeah
0: it's more than just a feast it's more than like coming to heaven now there is you know the this biblical idea the marriage supper of the lamb that's probably gonna be the best meal we'll ever have but what he's talking about is coming to heaven and so sure uh so the who's the who's the king you know the king is, is is jesus yeah he's Jesus, he's it's our Lord, and he's the one hosting it, and so he's sending out his servants, those who already follow him, those who are his, those mm-hmm. are whom he possesses, really, um, and uh, uh, his his uh, his followers, and so he sends them out with a message, right,
1: an invitation, an
0: invitation, yeah. Right to come to this feast, right. you know. If a you know if you put yourself in in these times, if a king issued an invitation to come to his palace yeah. to feast, you know. I don't I don't know you know what else they had going on, but yeah. probably nothing that rose to the significance of being invited to yeah. this it, feast at the palace. Maybe for more like a
1: more modern way to think of it is if like if you were invited to the White House, right? Which I mean. You know, whatever. Right, but political things yeah, yeah. aside, political the president aside, aside. If you right. were invited
0: to the White yeah, House or for dinner, you name it. Any, any, you know, royal figure, go, high-ranking yeah. government official. You know, if the governor invited you over for dinner for this massive feast.
1: You'd there, probably want to go. Yeah, yeah, there's
0: probably very few things that would trump that priority. Like, yep, I am going to, I'm going to gonna go. Yeah. go to that. Well, you and,
1: know? and interestingly, you know, in the in, again, in the analogy here, this invitation, this uh, message um, is really the gospel call, right? It's the yeah. gospel message that we are sent off, yep. you know, like in, in the Great Commission, the Great Commandment, we're called to go and, yep. and make disciples, right? Right. Right. preaching the gospel. Right.
0: And that's when, when we get to this, okay, so what's the theology of calling? That's right. what it is, you know? Um, right. And this, as we translate it real life, you're exactly right. That because we follow King Jesus, all of us, It's this isn't just preachers, right. this isn't just pastors, uh, you know, Bible teachers. This is the call for every follower of Christ. Everyone who serves the Lord is sent with this message and this invitation to invite everybody, yeah. you know, to, to experience the joy of heaven and uh, and to be saved right and so in that sense many are called yeah as you think of since you know just even since the time of christ how many you know services have there been how many crusades you know how, how many times you know millions upon millions of people have heard the gospel right they have sat under the gospel call yeah and that's when the scripture talks about it. That's really what it is. And so mm-hmm. there is this, this, uh, the the gospel call, and then there's the saving call. Mm-hmm. And as we get to like Romans eight, um, that those who truly, genuinely believe respond to that call. Right. It is the saving call of Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. and. Uh, And that's really what it talks about. And so, you know, I get, uh, just this is just kind of like a little commercial break here, but you know, when people talk about I'm called to ministry or I've been called to Africa as a missionary, um, that's not necessarily... Uh, 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 maybe an untrue or a bad thing to say, but I don't know that that same thing is that same language is used in the scriptures. Here, we kind of um, you right. know muddy those waters when we say that. Now, you might say I have a heart for ministry in Africa. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, I desire to be a pastor. I have uh, the the aspirations that First Timothy three talk about to be a pastor. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, that's mm-hmm. like that's just to be more biblically precise for in sure. That. But well, in this passage, just talking about those that have received this call, and that is vast, and has gone out to many people.
1: Right, and well, it, and if you think of the gospel, you know, I think a very simple way, you know, three words: what is the gospel? You know, Christ in our place. Right. Yeah. There's a penalty for sin. Four words. Christ, Christ in my place. Out. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Four words. <laughs> Four words. Uh, um, that threw me off. But. Sure. Um, you know, if we think of the gospel in that way, you know, after we understand that there is a call, yeah. there's, a, there's a response, which is follow, follow me, yeah. Christ, yeah. right? To yeah. follow Christ. Yeah. And when you think of proclaiming the gospel to everyone, we're telling them that good news, right? Yeah. That it was Christ that stands in our place. If we follow him, right? That's the call. Hey, follow Jesus. Give him right. your life. Make, yeah. like let him be Lord of your life. Yeah. and in that sense, I think that's where you know, if if you think about it in this context, many are called, and right. we should really be trying to call everybody and anyone. Right. And, and like you were saying earlier, it's not a, it's not a. Well, a you're a preacher, and so that's yeah. you know, that's my it's job. Relegated you. to you, right? Uh, it's no as as we are going is really the language there uh, in in the great commission to make disciples and how do we do that you know you think of jesus in his ministry early when he's calling the disciples he just says follow me you know stop what you're doing drop it just follow Follow me me, that's that's really like a very uh practical ambiguous sure but a very practical way of what does it mean to be a christian it's follow jesus Yep. right follow him
0: right Right. Follow his ways, follow his, uh, yes, his manner of life, right. but, uh, but follow in his footsteps, which is often actually through the way of suffering and persecution. Right, right. And, right, and that is what leads us to glory. And so that's what he means here. And as you see in the story, like they're going out and they're calling everybody. They're in the, you know, in the highways and right. it says they are calling everybody good and bad. And that's a that's just a great thing. that's not to say that, you know, uh, that those who don't follow Christ, Will be. We can't read too much into it. It's a parable, uh, remember. Right. But uh, you know, in our sense, as we look at people, you know, the those that are the seemingly, you know, good. air quotes here, the yeah. good people, and then the bad people, you know, right. that come to Christ. Those that have a, you know, a criminal record. Um, yeah, the rough past. Yeah, they're called also mm-hmm. all of us, and that's you know the. Uh, I think the you know the seats in heaven will be lined with. All maybe kinds unexpected of people. Yeah, yeah. unexpected people, people that we've we we never even thought of. Yeah. When well, that's
1: and, I I like that point that you brought up because that's exactly what I was thinking when I when I read that good and bad uh, to me that's like exciting to me that's like almost relieving yeah. to know that like the gospel call to follow Jesus doesn't discriminate, right? right. It's to t- everyone. Just Everybody. follow Him. It doesn't right. matter uh, what you've been doing or what you've been following. Yeah. It's stop, turn away from that. You know, which is literally what repentance is, right?
0: Turn around from that yep. and just follow Christ, right? Yeah, right. And the good people here, you know, are the the self righteous ones. You yeah, because that's exactly. the gospel calls for those yeah. that think that oh, I'm good, the goodie two shoe, the holy roller. It's right. you know, yeah. like nope, leave that even behind. The yep. thoughts that you are. Good enough to save yourself? No, nope. mm-hmm. you know, leave that behind. Repent of it and follow yeah. Christ. So,
1: yeah, so. I, I think we've we've broken down that so call right. Yep. It's this idea, this gospel call to follow Jesus. And so, yeah, many many are called, and and our goal as Christians uh, should be to. Everyone we come across to, you know, we need to be proclaiming that gospel call to follow Jesus. But then, you know, it obviously ends, but few Few are
0: chosen. are chosen, right. And that's where it gets a little bit hairy here. Mm -hmm. You know, we call anybody we're indiscriminate Mm -hmm. you know even the person that we think is least likely you know to the people that are you know from our perception you know very likely to follow christ it doesn't matter and so that's our responsibility but then there is this you know twin truth this parallel uh biblical reality of god's uh sovereign election of his unconditional election of right. his choosing those who will be saved and that's a that's also fit in there because it's the good and the bad he doesn't yeah. choose based on our works his mm-hmm. choosing isn't on good and bad as we see and that's kind of why he puts that in there god right. chooses people based on his mercy yeah His Absolutely. love Um, He loves us because he loves us, not what we bring to the table, not because we're exceptionally gifted or, you know, wildly attractive or, uh, you know, because we uh, are super influential. No, he saves us based on his mercy. All of us uh, are undeserving of being chosen by God and all of us are in the, you know, the downward spiral of our depravity every single person born is uh is deserving of hell and uh, god in his his kindness in his this doctrine of election he chooses some and plucks some out in his mercy out of that downward spiral and sets on them his love right and so comparatively that is few as we think of the millions upon millions upon millions of people uh, over h- history that have heard about Christ, that have heard the gospel call to repent and believe and follow Jesus, comparatively that is small. That's right. few and, in and, number.
1: And that that idea of like of the few, mm-hmm. that's not. It's not like unique to this passage. We see it. We see it a lot of other places. And if you think like Jesus in Sermon on the Mount, he 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 talks about that the two paths, right? The one that mm-hmm. that is wide and narrow. The one that is wide and the one that is narrow. The one that is wide that leads ultimately to to death. Yeah, that one's easy. And you right. know, it's and and he says there's going to be many people on that path. But the path that leads to life. Yeah. Uh, that's it's, it's narrow. It's it. few find it, and it's hard. Yeah. It's not. It's not a. You know, just a walk in the park. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: And so there is this concept of of only a few, and you know, so we can we can grouse about that. Well, that's unfair. Why can't God just yeah. choose everybody? Right. Yeah. Um, well, uh, anytime that's been asked, if you look at Romans nine, yeah, uh, you know, it's like. Well, we're just the clay. He's the potter. Yeah. You can't, the pot can't, the clay can't say back, well, why did you, why did you make me into this pot? Why did you do that? Like, that's yeah. not, that's not for role. us to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think about Job, you know, Job says, who are you, oh man, to yeah. to ask, right? And, yeah. and this is when, you know, if you know the story of Job, God just allows, you know, allows the devil to come in and, and yeah. you know, cause Job all this affliction to kind of test his faith. Uh, and Job, very naturally, like I think a lot of us would do, would question, like, why is, why are you letting this happen to me? And and God just, you know, goes off on him and just explains to him, like, who are you? Like, were you there when I laid the foundations of the earth and told the oceans when, you know, when to stop and when to keep right. on going? And yeah. you just see this idea that God is so much above us yeah. that we, you know, you, you know, know your role. You know right. what I mean? Know your right. role. And, and like you're saying, the clay— and the potter the clay doesn't turn to the potter and say you know what to make me into yeah. but rather the the potter in his sovereignty over the clay you know Molds the clay into what whatever right. it's he makes to it be into a pot. Yeah. yeah, he
0: might make it into a big pot, yeah. a small pot, a medium-sized pot. Yeah, one in that, in that
1: uh, you know for vessels
0: of of destruction yeah. and and for others for vessels of glory. Right. Yeah. Right. And so that's in the this this boils down to again you know the kind of overarching doctrine of God's sovereignty of His control. Uh, this is His wisdom, and He He decides yeah uh, in all things, including salvation. And so, we don't necessarily get to question that because he, he's the orchestrator of all things. You know, we just follow along. We respond and react to God. He is the one that is over all things, including salvation, you know, and to right. those hard things too. I mean, we're kind of going off on a different tangent, but it, it bears uh, 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 some attention here is that, you know, his sovereignty is when it's over our salvation and over the details of our life, Right. you know? Isaiah right. uh, 45, it talks about how God is over um, all the good things happen, but also it, it says he creates calamity. Yeah, you know, So, there's kind of this, you know, thought sometimes that, that, well, God isn't, you know, God doesn't cause bad things to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, my pain, my suffering, my grief, you know, well, God didn't do that. That was the devil. And I can understand how people get there because, yes, God doesn't uh, cause sin. Right, um, right. Which
1: is different. Yeah. Which is
0: different. Um, and, you know, and the reason that there is pain and suffering in the world is because of sin. Right. Um, and so I can see how people can get there, but that's, that's just not actually the case. Like God uses yeah. all these things and God creates good things in calamity for his glory yeah. and ultimately are good. It's right. for our sanctification. And so, you know, to say that God is, you know, when bad things happen to us, that, well, God wasn't there. No, 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 no. That's, that's actually not a world that we want to live in. Right. Because that's to say then that God is He's powerless. Exactly. And that yeah. the enemy is somehow equal to him or can thwart him or can stop God's hand. Right right Daniel 4 is pretty clear like that, nobody yeah. can stop my well, me and,
1: and you can't separate God's omnipotence right that he's all-powerful and his omniscience that he knows everything they're not separate you know they're all they're together which means that in his sovereignty it's all working at the same time right right nothing can be outside of his control yeah because he is all-powerful and
0: all-knowing all it's and everywhere all at the same time right right and so when it comes to salvation and when it comes to you know the roll call in heaven yeah. well if God is over the details of our life well surely he is over you know the details of who is saved and who is not and so right. that's where his his choosing comes in and uh, and so there's you know the the calls of this is unfair and well you say well the, we are clay he's the yeah. potter and that's that's the answer that God gives right um, and again here's here's another thing in this and this idea of okay calling and choosing well then um, as evangelists, the call to tell everybody the gospel and it's like, well, should we only then, should we just not waste our time? Well, here's the thing. We don't know who's elect yeah. and who's not. Right. We don't know who God has chosen. And it's not for us to and know. And it's not yeah. for us to know. From our perspective – it's anybody and everybody. Yeah. And so that because we don't know that, that doesn't squelch our evangelism. That actually motivates it. Because now let's get this out to everybody because we don't know who is going to right. respond. Right. And so let's let's be more evangelistic than anything else. Um, and then secondly, like in you know, not only in our evangelism, but then like Okay, in our own life, and that's where this question actually takes us. Yeah. you know, is yeah. it, how did it say is like, can we be? is how do it possibly we ch- knows, yeah, chosen how, but not called? Yeah, how
1: do we know if this is the last question in, in the last well, the part one of the before
0: it? There's one right before it, not that one. Oh yes,
1: all, are all believers called, but only a few chosen? Oh, that's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. And so the answer yeah. to that one is no. no. Right. Yeah. yeah and, and just
1: like as we, as we as we as we as we've been explaining, we've been breaking it down. The call. Is mm-hmm. is given right? Yeah. Follow Christ, yeah. and if you follow Christ, uh, then you've you've been chosen. And and I think in this idea that we're talking about about election, we're really in salvation. We're getting to kind of the crux of like, where does salvation come from? Right? Yeah. How how does salvation come to be? Yeah. Right? Um, and and if we think about it, you know, we think that we were dead in our sins. You know, how can a dead dead person bring them? selves back to life right like how I does it, it, it's impossible dead, yeah you know but and and this is where like i think that is it fair question it really just breaks down because we're all dead in our sins right we're all headed to destruction like we yeah. are on this path this sin bent path uh, to death yeah you know we're in a dark room with no idea what's going on right yeah and it's the only way to like find reference is someone you know other than yourself because you're in the dark comes and turns on the light right, right. and that's 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 the, the being chosen right when when the lights turned on you know we're given a new heart we're given a new mind and all of that is initiated right. you know by the potter you know the potter is right. is turning on the lights he's giving us a new uh, mind right. a new heart and that's really how uh, we
0: are chosen. Right. Right. It's John three. It's yeah. the classic passage. We are born again. Yeah, exactly. Because we, you know, that that's what new life in Christ is. We yeah. were, you know, we are dead and made alive. We are right. born again. The lights have come on. We are made something into, you know, a, uh, a, a vessel of clay right. um, it's and it's God who does it we can't do it you know? Right. the the story of the rich young man you know he's not good enough he can't do enough and so the disciples are well then who can be saved this is impossible and God says well with me exactly it's not yeah. when well, it's awesome because
1: we're giving again just context to that verse that gets yeah. pulled out a lot and, yeah. and what he's talking about there is that you know that that miraculous work of a dead person coming back
0: to life, to being born again, it only happens to, only through to uh, him, through yeah. Jesus. With him, it's possible, right? Right. And so that's that's what it means, like this biblical idea of being among God's elect, His right. chosen. And when we really understand that, that's you know, unfortunately, you know, God's election gets couched in these terms of like, well, it's God's elite you yeah. know and and when we really understand what it is that God has done who we are and what God did for us when we didn't deserve it yeah that's that shouldn't provoke like feelings of pride and elitism it actually produces thoughts of humility right, right. Uh, of uh, of overwhelming uh, love for the Lord yeah. of receiving something that we didn't deserve yeah. and it should provoke worship, you know, like, right, yeah, exactly. why would you do this for me? Who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, what, 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 why would you choose me? You know? Yeah. You didn't pick me because you needed, you know, a star preacher or star, you know, person on the football team. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm the least likely person. And yet you did. And that's just, that's, that's mind blowing.
1: Right. And, and again, like the, this, like the gospel is so, it's so wonderful. It's just, it's kind of like this cycle of like the gospel saves you. And then once we're saved, like this, the gospel should motivate us to, you know, spread that call, right. To, to preach that call that, to follow Jesus. Right. And, and, and and as we're understanding the realities of what that means as we're growing, uh, it should motivate us to follow Christ, even even like more devoted and, and uh, try to understand him better. And, you know, you're talking about this, how to kind of understand and, and what to feel afterwards. But, you know, I can see how people on the other side are, are just saying, how is that, you know, that's cruel maybe, right? That right. God would choose some, that he would not choose uh, others. But really, like, again, I just, I think that as I've thought about it over the years and just, you know, in my own experience because you know i think like you're saying sometimes when you start to understand maybe not even realize that you are you know saved and that means you're part of the elect but just the idea of election when you when you learn it and you believe it and you understand and you you start to love it you kind of go to other people who don't you know maybe fully understand it or have come to terms with it and you kind of like you know lord it over them or maybe even just like say well if you're not fully on board with this idea of election well then you're not saved right right right. uh in a very unloving ungraceful way Uh, you know as the lord has done a work in me i've just started to to even see that like what the biggest thing that that gets in the way of of coming to terms with this doctrine of election is really just our own pride and our own like uh that we inherently deserve something you know this this entitlement that God should like God should have given me the opportunity. God should like afford me this, right? Which what we afford ourselves is death, right? Because right. right. of sin. And so, the only way you can even just logically reconcile all these ideas is if you say, well, then, as humans, we're not born, you know, evil. We're not mm-hmm. born sinful. And in, in that situation, well, yeah, you can you can, you can make the argument that we are afforded some sort of chance. But, you know, that that's a whole different. Like conversation, but if we believe that we are sinful, that from the outset we're in need of a savior, right? Yeah. We're in the dark. We're dead in our sins. Then the idea of election is really just so merciful. It's so graceful. It's so loving. It's so comforting. Right. That like God has saved us. Yeah. You know, and that and God through Jesus' work. Yeah. Has made a way for us.
0: Amen. Amen. And it's, it's a glorious truth. Yeah.
1: It's amazing. It's it's, it's not it's not to be like. It's right. not like a salty truth. It's, right. it's sweet. It's right. so sweet that yeah. that God would save us, yeah. sinners.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not salty nor is it bitter. It is yeah. very sweet. Yeah, and and uh, one to be embraced. Yeah, honestly. And so that's a that's that's good stuff, Aaron. And uh, um, and I know it can be hard to kind of come around and get your mind wrapped around, but yeah. what w- w- it needs to also be. Tasted in the context of the rest of the doctrines of grace, right? Really, right? You know, like it is kind of you take it out here on its own, and maybe it does have some bitter flavors to it. But yeah. when it when we start with our depravity mm-hmm. and who we are, then it is actually pretty awesome, you right. know. But if we right. start wrong and we mix in it this, you know, this really actually the truly bitter taste of you know like our inherent goodness, like yeah, yeah. we're entitled to this. Like surely God wants me on His team. Then that it, it is. Yeah. It, then it takes on the bitter right. flavor which, which yeah but, i mean
1: that's that's a good you know if someone asks what what are someone should submit that question right what are yeah. the doctrines of grace right
0: but. what are they um we'll have to find out on another podcast right, but, right. you know and that that brings us here to the end how do we know if we're called or chosen um well here's a great way is if you're asking this question <laughs> You know, uh, chosen people, God's elect. Those who are saved are the only ones who ask this type of question. Right? Honestly, who right. genuinely ask it? Mm-hmm. Who are concerned about it? That have, uh, th- uh you know. Th- um true genuine concerns about their eternal destiny if you if if you're saved today if you know if you have that assurance your security of your salvation then rest assured believer that you are called and you are chosen you know if you've heard the good news of Jesus Christ you've heard the gospel call and if you've responded to it you've been chosen Chosen. You're among God's elect. And so enjoy it. Rest assured that you are called and chosen and that, you know, you're not at the end going to, you know, be like, okay, I've done it. I'm here. I've put my faith in Christ and now I'm not wait I'm not here you know that that whole scene there and and I guess we didn't really talk too much about it but that person where the person without the wedding garments that's kicked out is because he doesn't have Christ's righteousness on that's the wedding garments you know we are robed with Christ's righteousness not our own meaning it's not our own deeds that get us into heaven Christ puts his his on us and so that's speaking of imposters Yeah, that's speaking of those that uh, you know think they are Christian or you know or maybe even don't but are acting like it and are pretending Yeah, it's, and, it's
1: those workers of lawlessness that that Jesus talks about in Sermon yeah, on the Mount.
0: Yeah, and he 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 knows that, and so he. Right. They, you know, he's not going to, they're, they're not going to, you know, somehow sneak their way into heaven. Um, they will soon be spotted um, because they don't have the right clothes right. on. You know, and they'll I, be outed as uh, goats among sheep.
1: Right. And this question at the end, you know, how do we know? if we are called or chosen and you know whether it's the listener that is is struggling with this or maybe any of our listeners that's something i can sympathize and empathize really closely with because i think you know it's the more you study and the more i've studied uh just the gospel and what it means to follow jesus it's not it's not easy you know what i mean as as maybe some uh you know these imposters that we talk about have have made it seem it's not it's not an easy path it's this take up your cross right and follow yeah. me like right. i don't know what part of that sounds fun or right. easy right but you know it, when i came i was as in in my own study when i came across you know i was reading first corinthians 2 okay. and you know in this this section of the wisdom from the spirit yeah and i would just encourage if you're struggling with that to, to read through that and you know we see that like the things of God are discerned only through the spirit of God. You know, the way to understand, and that goes back to like you're saying, if you're asking this question, you're asking these like spiritually discerned things. So you right. have an awareness of right. it. And I think that's just a, a, for me, that gave me like a little bit of a, of reassurance that like, okay, I'm not like, uh like I know, I've spiritually discerned these things and that's why I'm aware to ask these questions. Yeah. Uh, You know, verse 14 says the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit for they are folly to him. Right. You know what I mean? The Bible is, is folly to those who aren't, you know, regenerated and given that new mind to understand. Right. Not to, not to say that we just get everything at once. Right. It's, it's this like process of learning and understanding what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. But but when we're given a new mind, we're given that ability to start um, right. taking it in. Right,
0: right. And that's how we know. That's how you know you're called or chosen, because you have an interest in even asking the question. You have an interest in Christ, and you have an interest in salvation. That's, uh, that's really the, um, that, that's the indicator that you are tender towards the things of God. And if that's missing, I mean, we've all talked to people that just aren't spiritually interested. You know, they don't have it. They're like, yeah, that might be good for you, but there's just no kind of sort of spiritual interest there. Yeah, and that that's how we know. Well, they're not they're not saved. You know, and uh, and if you're asking the questions then i'd say you're on the right path and so keep pressing into the right. lord pressing right. into his word and uh, you can be assured that you know those who persevere to the end will be saved you are called and chosen it's that chain in romans 8 that uh, those who are called are also justified yeah. and those who are justified are also glorified you know so that god will because it starts with him it will also it end with, with him. him yeah that's and, that's he what's will so keep reassuring. You and persevere you yeah. to the end
1: yeah yeah and that's what's i think that's that's the most comforting thing as well that that this work this miraculous work uh it wasn't started by us yeah which means it's not sustained by us yeah. which and it's not going to be completed by us right yeah. all of this is is out of if God's work in us. Yeah. So he, he brought us to life. He's the one sustaining us, which gives us, you know, that motivation that yeah, we 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 don't have to have that pressure that it's our good works that's gonna right. keep us saved, right? right. But right. it's God God's and Jesus' perfect works to help us persevere. Right. And then, you know, one day we're gonna be glorified Amen. with him.
0: Amen. What a what a glorious truth. What a, a reassuring passage. And so these doctrines that can be confusing, yeah. um, are actually uh, uh, very um, comforting for us, yeah. and uh, not ones that we have to shy away from or neglect, but uh, ones that we should love and embrace and uh, and use as fuel on the fire for living yeah. a God-centered, uh, gospel, um, mission-oriented life. Yeah, so. as you said,
1: it should press us into the Word, right? Yeah. It should press us into to loving and studying God's Word as He like is revealing. Himself to us Amen. in the Word. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in to Consider It, a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas, where we are taking on questions regarding life, theology, and the church. If you'd like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. If you'd like to learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.bible we thank you for your support and listening and we hope you'll join us next week as we consider it